Thank you for that intro, Xi Jinping. Welcome to a YouTube-specific edition of What's Up Beijing. And it's a very interesting one that I'm excited to tell you about because I honestly want your opinion. I'm not sure what to think. I'm topsy-turvy on this one. Usually, I can tell you the news, I can tell you my take, but in this one, I'm split of two minds. And so first, let me ask you a question. What do you think is the most valuable company in China? Hmm? Is it perhaps their largest bank, the Bank of China? No. Largest oil company, Sinopec? No. The Amazon of China, Alibaba? No. <laughs> Huawei, the Apple of China? No. The most valuable company in China is Tencent, and they're the most valuable gaming company by revenue on planet Earth. Tencent is a global giant. And if you don't know, they own probably dozens of games that you've played. They own all of Riot. They own all of Supercell, which makes Clash of Clans. They own Subway Surfers, which you're probably watching to distract yourself from me right now. They own Path of Exile. They own 40% of Epic Games, which means they own 40% of Fortnite and Rocket League. They own a big chunk of Ubisoft. But yesterday, in the blink of an eye, they lost $43 billion of market value when China announced brand new gaming crackdowns. Uh, again, $43 billion is what Elon Musk spent on Twitter. They lost a full Twitter in a blink of an eye. Pause. $42 billion is a lot of money. If you want to save up enough to buy your own social media platform, you're going to need today's sponsor. People always ask me, Atrioc, which news outlets are you reading? The answer is almost all of them. And I recently found out with the help of today's sponsor that I'm paying for almost all of them as well. This is real, this is a real list. I'm currently paying for Bloomberg, Business Insider, Epidemic Sound, Economist, Financial Times, Forbes, Storyblocks, Nikkei Asia, New York Times, Washington Post, and the Wall Street Journal every single month. Now, some of these I use day to day, but some of them are just an article I read one time and I forgot to cancel. That's where today's sponsor, Rocket Money, was a huge help. You can put in your bank info, it'll show you everything you're subscribed to, and you can easily cancel those subscriptions, lower your bills, and manage your money better. I personally use it to help cancel over $200 in monthly subscriptions and to help set aside money every month for an upcoming trip to China. Rocket Money customers save an average of $720 a year, and they've helped people cancel over $500 million in subscriptions. Join the 5 million customers already trying Rocket Money and go to the link in the description below or go to rocketmoney.com slash to check it out. For free, actually, check it out for free. There's a premium edition that you can get even more with, but if you want to try it out for free and see what it's like, go to rocketmoney.com slash or click the link in the description below. Thanks again to them for supporting Marketing Money and the content, and let's get back to the video. And their competitors are not doing much better. NetEase, which you may know is the company that uh, distributes all of Blizzard's games in China, their stock collapsed overnight too. This is happening all over the gaming industry in China. They're seeing huge market cap wipe downs. And again, if you've been following uh, the news out of gaming in China, this is even more surprising. And let me explain to you why. So first we'll flash back to 2019 when it was all about the kids, okay? We have to protect the kids. Kids in China are gaming too much. China had just won two back-to-back -back League of Legends World Championships. They were becoming gods of esports, but the kids of the country were spending too much time gaming, according to the government. And so they restricted kids in China to playing video games just three hours per week. It would be tied to your account based on basically your equivalent of a social security number, and your account would not be able to play more than three hours a week of any game and then locked out. And they called gaming spiritual opium. <laughs> It was, it was destroying the soul and the spirit of the youth. And of course that really hurt Tencent stock. <laughs> Again, in 2019, they all had their first like mini collapse, but it was just kids and kids did not actually spend as much money as adults. So slowly but surely the gaming industry clawed back. It wasn't that big a deal. 
And in 2021, they realized they hadn't gone far enough. Kids were still gaming too much. They were finding ways around it. So they cracked down even more. They tightened the rules and then they restricted the gaming time to one hour on Fridays, weekends, and holidays. <laughs> Kids in China basically could not game. Where are the next superstars in esports going to come from in China with these kind of draconian rules? Flash forward two years, 2023, gaming industry in China has been hit severely by these crackdowns. Finally, beginning of 2023, they start to come in from the cold. The crackdown eases up a little bit. They found new ways around these restrictions and they focus mostly on adults and they've started to grow again in China. And China officially announces that they'd conquered gaming addiction. Gaming addiction has been resolved. All of the limiting of time had worked. I saw this announcement. And so for me, it was a shock when right after that, they announced yesterday brand new crackdowns. But here's the thing, and this is why this story is so interesting to me. All of that stuff I just mentioned, I think is stupid. I think it's draconian. As someone who grew up traveling all over the world because um, of a military family, I used gaming to make friends. I used gaming to have social experiences. My gaming friends are almost more real than some of the friends I'd make being the new kid out of school. And I, I find the idea of limiting it to an hour a week is just, it's silly. It's case by case. If your kid's super addicted, maybe there's a problem, but uh, there's no reason to, to, to punish everybody for that one person. However, these new laws are kind of different. <laughs> these new laws have me scratching my head and saying, wait a minute, that I kind of like those. Number one, daily bonuses and login rewards banned. Microtransaction restrictions. To avoid excessive in-game spending, online games cannot offer incentives like daily login rewards, first-time purchase rewards, and consecutive purchase rewards. Wait a minute, what? <laughs> That doesn't sound so bad. Those things suck. All those things do is kind of trick, hijack people's brains to spending more money than they wanted to. Is that really such a problem? Uh, number two, in-game prop restrictions. Online games are prohibited from allowing or supporting high value auctions of in-game props. Basically, you can't sell your Crimson Web knife for $10,000. Uh, no auctions for big high value gaming items. Gaming items have to be all reasonably priced and you can afford them and get them through the game. Every online game now has to have a user spending limit and make it clear to prevent excessive spending and recharging. So whatever that limit is, once you hit it, you'd be locked out for some reasonable amount of time to where you couldn't spend again. Put a, put a lock on the slot machine kind of thing. Irrational consumption warnings. Online games must issue pop-up warnings for irrational consumption behavior. I tried to visualize what this would look like. <laughs> Uh, and I imagine myself thinking of buying the Glizzy skin in Fortnite. And I would love, I would love if a pop-up appeared and said, this is really stupid. Do you really want to spend an hour of minimum wage on a sentient hot dog skin? No, no, I probably don't. Thank you for the warning, Epic Games. I'll put my wallet away now. Thank you. And finally, there was a weird rule about forced battle restrictions. Online games cannot force a player to engage in battle. If you're confused, trust your instincts. I had no idea, Chinese social media had no idea. We don't really know what that means. Maybe it's something about how you can't be forced to battle to get items or games need to have like a non-violent component. I, I, we, I don't really know this one. I'm not really super on board with that. I don't, I don't, I don't know forced battle restrictions, but these are the rules. These are the big, the big rules that caused the crash in all the gaming stocks. And these are not set in stone. They're considered draft rules that are subject to change, which means they're they're basically putting them online and hoping they get uh, consumer feedback. However, Stefik, our researcher uh, who can speak Chinese, she checked it out and said, basically, <laughs> the, there are zero drafts listed. Whether they like closed the form or deleted it, <laughs> 
there's no place to actually give feedback like promised. There are currently zero pieces of feedback and you can't give it. So <laughs> maybe, maybe they don't actually want feedback through the public opinion solicitation system like they said. Maybe they just want to show you the rules so we can get them down. Unsurprisingly in China, people who love games hate these rules. I suggest the person who came up with this check their IQ. Proposing something like this in our current economy, do you think Chinese corporations are doing too well? <laughs> and he's making a good point in that China is currently in a slow motion economic uh, crisis because of uh, the real estate bubble that has popped. And so do you really want to hurt their strongest companies, Tencent and all the gaming companies, at the same time as everything else is kind of going to crap? Like, You got a good point economically. Uh, restricting minors from spending is one thing, but now even adult spending is being restricted? Classic. Use a one-size-fits-all solution to a complex problem. Perhaps you think if I don't spend money on games, I'll use it to buy a house, a car, or raise children? You think if I don't play games, I'll have time for dating, marriage, or having children? Yeah, I think they do. <laughs> uh, I'm speculating here, but it does seem like China kind of low-key does want that. They think people, especially young people, are spending too much money and time on games, and if they somehow restrict it, these people will uh, get married or get a job or do more things productive for the economy. What's interesting, though, is that, <laughs> as this person is saying, this feels like more like a symptom, treating a symptom and not the core problem. The ideal young person, according to the state, be like, enjoys working a 996 schedule, that means 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. six days a week, and then volunteers to work overtime. They own an electric car, they commute to work by subway, they have two children, one son, one daughter. They buy an off-plan Evergrande apartment using a commercial loan with 5.6% interest, basically a not subtle nod at the uh, collapsing real estate market. They pay their loans on time. They they invest heavily in the Chinese stock market. They work till the age of 65 and then they drop dead the day of retirement. <laughs> and most importantly, number nine, they do not play games. What these two people, and they're young people in China, are kind of poking fun at is the fact that like, I think playing games is a symptom of a greater problem. Uh, Chinese youth unemployment is at, you know, all time highs. Other people's feedback, such humorous regulation. Why not limit everyone to only three cigarettes and two drinks a day? This guy's <laughs> like more of a Chinese libertarian. I wanna make toast in my own goddamn toaster. Some people think this is a good thing. Is the gaming industry not doing bad enough? China's progress in making good games will be put on hold for another 100 years. Now this feedback's interesting because if you look at China, the gaming industry was one of the big areas of growth in 2023 in, a, in an area where the economy wasn't doing very well in other areas. You know, bringing back the mass layoffs of, of earlier years, you know, gaming crackdown from ByteDance, uh, AI taking illustrators jobs in China, Blackshark, like hundreds, like hundreds of employees laid off is not necessarily a good thing. People. People were looking to work in this industry, which was a growing, you know, crown jewel of China's economy. But not everybody is like this guy or this guy or this guy. Not everybody thought about so negatively about these new restrictions. Some people have been gaslit by game companies to the point where they've become stupid. First time purchase rewards and monthly subscriptions are somehow considered benefits now. Truly eye-opening. And this is kind of what I think. It's like there was a day when people would riot against horse armor in Oblivion, and now we're all just kind of cool with, you know, every player being subject to psychological torture <laughs> to, to milk their wallet in every game they play. You know, if the money's there, gaming companies will take it. But if we block it off, they have to find other ways to monetize, which may be just making a better game. I support this. I hope games become more enjoyable without in-game purchases being a daily thing. Hopefully indie games can rise up and bring an end to those gambling games made by capitalists. <laughs> I mean, they're Chinese companies. But yes, my real take is probably similar to this last comment that I'm gonna show you. The troll face attitude. 
which is a comment we saw that basically said, look, whether you're for these or against these regulations, most likely they're not gonna change anything. <laughs> if the game is banned from doing a daily login reward, they're gonna replace it with a online for five minutes reward. Whatever the letter of the law is, they're gonna skirt around it just enough to keep the psychological tricks intact, but still be compliant with whatever the law is. And I think that's probably reasonable because if you look back at what happens when they crack down on kids playing for only one hour a day, turns out that I've seen some pretty uh, respectable studies that show that there was no evidence that reduced playtime at all, really. <laughs> the kids just used uh, ways around it, like getting a parent to make an account or finding an account from any adult, and then they grinded as much as they wanted. It wasn't as effective as anyone would have thought in stopping children from playing, maybe very young children. Our philosophy over here, at least in America, is to ignore it completely. We have almost no restrictions and we let gaming companies do whatever they want. And maybe that's the way to do it. Maybe it's up to each individual human choice. I, I have some sympathy for the idea that people don't wanna be psychologically assaulted. <laughs> To, to find the people that are prone to predatory gambling practices being pushed into it anytime they try to play a game. Maybe we can protect them and force gaming companies to monetize in other more fun for the gamer ways. Maybe. Let me know your thoughts. I'm, I'm, I'm really interested. This is the last uh, Marketing Monday was at Beijing of the year. I'm headed home for the holidays right now. I want to say thank you for watching my content this year. I uh, hope you enjoyed it and, uh, and appreciate you. I'm excited for 2024. Have a great one.